it for you absolutely this morning. It is more than money. You've got Alyssa Young, your host. You've got Gene Dickinson, wingman, running the board just a little bit, Mr. John Elliott. I felt bad interrupting because John and Alyssa were having an in-depth conversation <laughs> as we're trying to start a show. Goodness. Uh, but, uh, hey, that's sorry. what happens. Mm -hmm. It's called life. And we're all about life. We're all about being relevant to your life. We're not interested in just... So the, the third chapter on this one topic of if you integrate your... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's Saturday morning. It's a gorgeous day out there. But Oh Dark 30 came earlier today. Mm. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, Were you out partying last night? Uh, mm -hmm. Up a little too late? So, I, I used to be able to do that nonstop. And now, now it's none stop <laughs> just cut it out it's past my it's, bedtime uh, it's uh, it's almost 7 30. <laughs> we gotta you go to the early bird special around 3 45. <laughs> <laughs> they have early bird specials up here i know in florida that's i have no idea no that's idea. that's not anywhere near dinner time for me it's so not anywhere near like gosh um school starting back up julianne is going to be uh, running track after or what cross, cross country, country after after school, so 3.30 is going to be gear up time. Yeah, that's right. Get her done, boys. That's right. Ah, welcome to More Than Money. If you're a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. Alyssa and I get up at oh, dark 30 every Saturday morning so that we can be here live for you, live for you. We do not put our shows in the can. Other folks decide that's what's best for them because <laughs> it's so inconvenient to actually get up on a Saturday or a Sunday. So we have lots of competitor shows on the weekends, but sad for them. They are at best second, a distant second, because uh, we have two advantages. Number one, we're live, very live. <laughs> and uh, number two, we're the most relevant financial show on radio, period, the end. And that's a statement I make boldly and confidently because you are the reason we are the most relevant. We make no great claims that we're psychic or that we can read your minds. You tell us what you're interested in. We tell you what the information is that you need so that you can make the best decisions in your best interest that uh, best put you in the, a solid position. Very few things in the financial world have guarantees that everything's going to guarantee to be worked out. Um, but the reality is that it's not unlike sports. You've got to put yourself in position to win. You've got to give yourself every chance. You've got to create that little bit of separation between you and the boogeyman. And uh, if we can assist you in doing that, we want to do it exactly that way. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Let you join us. Uh, John Elliott takes your calls, passes that along to Alyssa. And then I watch them do all the work. It's, it's a glorious job I actually have. Uh, <laughs> 610-720-7900. Emails are welcome indeed. Uh, we often get far more emails than we do phone calls because folks have found that emails are very convenient, uh, a very convenient way to share details. So if you have details that you would like to share, uh, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, Gene, G-E-N-E, at uh, askmtm.com as well. And uh, goodness, if you wish and you would like to either 
uh, acquire our show on your, gosh, maybe you're working and you want to grab that off your workstation or you want to share our show with someone you care about. If they have internet access, they have our show. Morethanmoneyonline.com is the website. They go to the website, they click listen live button that magically appears every Saturday morning around 8.05 and disappears when we go off air. But they can access that smartphone, tablet, workstation, laptop. Makes no difference if they have internet access, they have access to the show. And of course, while listening, if a question comes up, they hit the listen, they hit the ask Gene button and off it goes. And we are happy to answer questions across the board wherever they may come, however they may come. A good week? Uh, yes. Busy week yeah. again. Yes. <laughs> uh, lots going on. And, of course, you've got a big event this week. I do. Yes. It's time to move the boy to school. <laughs> um, yeah, one of those bittersweet moments where you just uh, suck it up buttercup and uh, <laughs> hold it together and then get in the car and get about a mile away and then let her go. <laughs> If I can accomplish that, it will be um, amazing (laughs) if I can wait till we drive away. We'll see. (laughs) Well, it's a wonderful um, um, milestone, of course, um, both for Andrew and for the family. And gosh, uh, he's already announced we we had a chance to to be with Andrew last Friday, uh, a week ago Friday, that uh, give him four years and he'll be... uh, Showing up, uh, gosh, you guys could carpool. <laughs> His uh, goal is to study finance. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, sometimes plans change. So, you know, let's stay, uh, let's stay open-minded. But that's his current plan. And maybe uh, four years from now, have a uh, position over at the uh, More Than Money World Headquarters. Yeah. You know, I think he's open to the idea, too, that there are other careers in the field. Oh, for sure. And he wants to explore... Uh, his options, but um, I think he'd be a great financial advisor. Uh, I think his um, people skills, his communication skills, like he, you could have a conversation with him. And that's something that he, he's had since he was two. <laughs> as soon as he could talk, he was striking up conversations with strangers in the grocery store. And um, I think that that's one of the you know, the the qualities he has that would make him a good advisor. So the uh, term stranger danger with Andrew was, Andrew, stop bothering the stranger. <laughs> stop talking to the stranger. Yep. Andrew, Andrew, here, here, come here. Um, <laughs> now, interestingly enough, and, and I'll share more about this uh, here uh, a, a bit later in the show, there's a recent set of guidelines about how to choose a financial advisor, a number of which I take real issue with. Uh, one of which is, they have to be at least 50 years old. Really? Exactly. So I'm, I'm looking at, at Andrew, say, at, at 23, 24, 25, and somebody walking in and going, I can't work with you. You're too young. Mm. Huh. I, I'm, I have real issue with that. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. I mean, people have asked me, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, how much experience do you really have? Yeah. Because I'm, you know, their kid's age or younger than their yeah. kids or whatever. Um, well, you know, and I guess I understand at least the psychology there when I walk into a doctor's office now and it looks like Doogie Howser. Yeah. Yeah. I go, Hey son. Yeah. (laughs) I I need somebody that's out of junior high school. I need somebody who can actually shave. 
in order to be my and the reality is none of that is true right uh, and uh Gosh, the real, and, and, and of course, the flip side of that is that folks look at me and they say, so when are you retiring? Right. How long are when, you going to be? When I hear, uh, never, they go, oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> so it's, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a moment. 610-720-7900 icebreaker call is here. Oh, it was an early one today. Oh, nice. I appreciate that. We're going Pre- to welcome, preach. <laughs> We're going to welcome Charles to the show. Good morning, Charles. Thanks for calling. Yes, good morning. Uh, Gene, you may have mentioned this, I don't know, but uh, something about digital currency with the New York Federal Bank in control of the currency, the new currency that's supposed to go in effect this year that started starting July. You have any information or maybe you have talked about it? Yeah, we, uh, we, we've touched base uh, on, on the topic. It has not started. Some folks have uh, had been under the impression, indeed, that it was underway and that uh, the mechanics were in place, to my knowledge, that is not true. Uh, There has been a number of reports. There have been a number of reports, mostly coming from uh, people who have axes to grind, like the the folks who sell gold and silver on uh, radio and TV, saying that digital currency is coming. You've got to protect yourself. Uh, There's a lot of talk under, uh, kind of down uh, through, through the rumor mill, Rather than anything official, we've seen nothing official come out of Washington. I will say as clearly as I can that I will stand against digital currency as strongly as I am able. I will encourage everyone that I know to stand against digital currency. The concept of digital currency is that you will turn in all your cash and the government will issue you an electronic wallet and all of your uh, purchases, all of your financial transactions will go through a government-controlled digital wallet. I think that, that, that is the height of dictatorship. I think it's governmental control run amok. I think it is uh, anti-American. I think it's anti-freedom. Uh, I, I can't make uh, my assessment of this more negative uh, more more strongly negative. Um, uh, if I tried, I, I I think it's a horrendous idea. I don't see we haven't seen anything official coming down other than through rumors. But be vigilant. Uh, if if it appears that it's it's gaining some sort of traction or it's coming from someplace official, please circle back to us. Let us know. Uh, we're going to dig in and fight this uh, tooth and nail. Uh, yeah, does it depend on the on the administration, or does it depend on the uh, the Federal Reserve? Yeah, it, the Federal Reserve has no direct control over banking in any way, shape, or form. The Federal Reserve is theoretically an independent um, uh, organization that facilitates interactions between banks. So they have no direct control over your interest rates that you pay at a bank, or that you would pay if you were borrowing money. They have no direct Uh, governmental influence. But obviously, I think we've seen everything in government has become weaponized. Uh, The FBI is weaponized. The DOJ is weaponized. So could the current administration or a future administration weaponize the Fed in some way, shape or form? Of course they can. There are already suspicions that as the election season uh, cranks up next year that uh, the current administration will instruct the Fed to start cutting rates 
so that they can appear to be making uh, really nice progress for the American public just as uh, they are casting their votes. So weaponization, yes. The Fed cannot do it directly, but the administration certainly can start us down that road. And a Congress that's controlled by a, 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 a party that would uh, want to, is uh, directed to, is uh, a- ambitious for uh, increasing the control over the American public. Yep, it can happen. Yeah, because in, in Europe, I believe that I, I understand that they do have a central bank that does that similar uh, situation that you were talking about, where everyone has on is on the central one bank, one major bank. But I appreciate. It. Thank you very much, uh, Gene. Thank you, sir. You you take care and God bless. And again, uh, we will uh, welcome uh, continued um, vigilance on the topic of digital currency. Uh, The analogy I have been using, I think, is an effective one. Uh, Those of you who are uh, excited because you have uh, EVs and uh, you can charge and you can drive right on past the gas station and it doesn't cost you anything, that's just foolishness. You haven't thought through that at all. But let's assume for a moment that any of that is true. Um, Last summer when the um, heat wave in California got so egregious, the governor announced that um, you were not permitted to have your air conditioning lower than 78. And people went, so how are you going to know? Yes, they know. Uh, they have been installing uh, smart monitors, smart meters on electric services for years, and they can monitor, and they would shut off your electric. So if they can shut off your electric for your air conditioning, what would stop them from shutting off your electric to charge your car? Which means what would stop them from limiting your ability to move freely about the country? And if they can cut off the electricity to your car and stop you from moving around, what would stop them from a digital wallet freeze? We've determined it's in the best interest of the country that you stop spending money at the Nazareth Diner. So we're cutting off your digital currency. Say what? Yeah. Um, Folks, it is um, sad uh, indeed, but um, most of you have been around a fair uh, piece of time, a fair, fair enough piece of time that you know that this is not the country that we had 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. So a vigilance, uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, resistance. Yeah, you bet. You bet. So, uh, stay with us and, uh, we'll help you in every way that we can to stay informed, uh, both about developments and what we can do, uh, what actions we can take. 610-720-7900. Uh, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Speaking of Alyssa, um, the other Alyssa, Dr. Alyssa, Dr. Alyssa, uh, Dr. Alyssa will be, um, uh, making her starting her journey southward, uh, this afternoon as she heads down to Atlanta. So, um, uh, Alyssa, uh, radio host, Alyssa <laughs> will be sending her son off to Westchester and, uh, Diane, if that is her real name and I will be uh, sending Alyssa off to Atlanta. She starts her professional career as a PhD in forensics, and that's um, pretty exciting. And, of course, mm-hmm. we wish both of them tremendous, 
tremendous happiness and excitement and and um, and joy in their excursions, in both educational and professional, because um, our hearts go with them. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred folds of honor will be in the More Than Money World headquarters on nine eleven. The radiothon will start the Wednesday prior. Uh, we're at Vinart, we're at Ritz Barbecue, we're at the Hotel Bethlehem, we're at Relic Hunter, we're at More Than Money. We've got a big, big lineup, and we have a big, big goal. Well over $100,000 raised last year. We need your help. We need your help. Matching money is what drives the entire Radiothon. And when we can announce, when Gunther can announce that your money is being matched, people really are generous. We have the banner on our website so that you can now go directly to morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the uh, uh, banner at the top of the page. It will give you all the information about the Radiothon itself and the pledge page. So you go to the pledge page. You get to uh, fill in your information. You make your pledge, and you can decide whether you want to do, hey, I'm going to send you a check. Hey, I'm going to drop off a check. Hey, I want to be called for a credit card. Um, processing, you can make those choices uh, right there on our website. So please do exactly that. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the banner. Go to the uh, uh, pledge page. And please be as generous as you possibly can. Folds of Honor is a tremendous organization. All of the money that you pledge stays in our local chapter, which is Eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Uh, we have a wonderful working relationship, and last year we raised enough money that, uh, gosh, if if in the entire all the efforts of our chapter, I think they gave away 90, 95 scholarships. So for young people uh, who have been impacted because uh, their their uh, parents, uh, one or both, have had either a loss of parent or a disability due to military service, and now first responders as well. So the first responders are now being included uh, for scholarship opportunities, and we're happy to raise as much money as we possibly can. We can only do it with your help. So please go to morethanmoneyonline.com, hit the banner, do your thing, and be generous. Um, real quick, um, we played in a golf tournament, uh, two tournaments this past week, one yesterday at the uh, Blue Mountain League Hall of Fame, Beautifully done at Green Pond. Lots of uh, uh, our, our group really enjoyed ourselves. We played reasonably well, reasonably well. Um, but the food was great. The course was in great shape. The The weather was perfect. The The folks that were there, just fantastic. Mike Mahalik runs a great tournament. My friend Jack Kinney has been um, so gracious in, in helping us get involved with uh, Blue Mountain League. For those of us who love baseball and particularly love um, love to play baseball. Um, my softball career ended just a couple of years back with pandemic, um, but high school baseball and right on through it, just having, it's a great sport. Um, all right. The, the Yankees stink this year, but beyond <laughs> that, the Phillies are still in it. So great, great, great. Uh, so that was great, but interesting contrast. We had, uh, uh, the opportunity to play uh, whitetail twice in two days, Friday and Sunday, Friday was the boys' wrestling uh, group, and uh, Sunday was the uh, uh, Nazareth uh, girls' basketball. The yep. contrasts were pretty dramatic. <laughs> the girls' basketball was run much more smoothly. 
and they were much more attentive to the mm. needs of the golfers. I think uh, on Friday we were offered water once, and the ladies Sunday constantly, always about every hole, every other hole, showing up with with uh, coolers of uh, of beverages and hey, what do you need? And hey, how can we help? And I can't say I'm surprised. I I, I didn't think that you would be. <laughs> But, uh, hey, it was very noticeable. So uh, two things. Shout out to the girls' basketball program at Nazareth. By the way, another contrast. There were probably, and this is, mm. uh, we, we were teeing off a little after 8, which means that they everybody had to be their volunteers a little before 7 mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning. There were probably easily a dozen. There might have been 20 of um, the Nazareth girls, mm -hmm. basketball players. I'm not sure I saw any Nazareth wrestlers. I saw lots of adults. I'm not sure I saw any wrestlers. There were four young people, we, four young guys that we talked about. Right. They were behind us. I don't think they were wrestlers. I, I don't just think, think they are. They're just students. Yep. So um, just, just, hey, just, Take just notes, saying. Boys. Just saying, <laughs> if you want to improve, the other thing you might want to improve is don't sell every ticket that you can. Because capacity. When, yeah, when you think about capacity, and if you reach capacity, maybe raise your rates a little bit. Yeah. Um, but don't be causing people to have to play for six hours. That's just a bad idea. Again, very efficiently run on Sunday. Hats off to the late. I don't actually know any of those ladies, although I think you knew. One of the young ladies who stopped by and said hello to us, a good yeah, friend of yeah. yours. I have a couple of um, friends who have kids on the basketball team. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, that's just a great community. So good people always willing to help. And mm. I'm sure the people who organized the wrestling golf tournament oh. had good intentions. Oh, their hearts are in the They're right just place. just maybe not as organized. Absolutely. <laughs> and our friend Chad on Sunday won a... Uh, smoker. Fire pit or something? Oh, a smoker. smoker. Oh, okay. Ooh. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, our prayers continue to go to the folks in Hawaii. Um, the devastation there is unthinkable. Um, our, our daughter Megan's best friend, Megan, uh, happens to live right outside Lahaina, and it's gone. The entire town is gone. It's just unbelievable. So keep them in your prayers, and if you can uh, financially assist them in some way, that's fantastic as well. And speaking of de devastation, Hillary... Uh, wreaking devastation and destruction everywhere she goes. And then there's the hurricane out on the West Coast, which theoretically, uh, or at least is projected to hit the Southern California coast. First real tropical storm to hit uh, Southern California since 1939. Yeah, I heard That's a year's worth of rain. In 48 hours. That's insane. Yeah, Palm Springs, which is literally the center of a desert, yeah. Is supposed to I've get a, a year's worth of, of of water in in forty eight hours. I know some people there, so they will be in my prayers. Prayers, prayers, and um, congratulations goes out to Hotel Bethlehem, Hotel Bethlehem third year in a row, three Pete, three Pete. I mean, how does that change? Historic hotel is going to be a historic hotel uh, every year. Uh, it, as well it should be. We have stayed in some of their competitors, the, the Peabody down in, uh, in uh, Memphis and, and uh, gosh, um, the Homestead down in Virginia. These are glorious hotels. Hotel Bethlehem 3P. Congratulations. 
610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. so much going on (laughs) (laughs) off air it's just trying to do a radio show it's a lot of pressure 610-720-7900 your calls are very much appreciated keeping us the most relevant financial show on radio uh alissa a-l-y-s-s-a at askmtm.com gene at askmtm.com more than money online.com that all works oh Liked uh, one of our listeners liked my references to the death and destruction caused by Hillary. Oh, and and then the hurricane. <laughs> uh, so there was that. So oh, very nice. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And ah, the apparently the pledge page is working. So that's good. That is actually a very good thing. Uh, okay, I don't want to do that one. Where did I go? Here we go. Um, this one I think you're familiar with. I am the executor of my mom's estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two sons and granddaughters uh, were each bequeathed $20,000 or 20% of the net estate. Mm-hmm. The biggest portion of her estate was in Vanguard funds and I was the sole beneficiary. There is not enough funds to comply with her wishes. So if I'm reading that correctly, her Vanguard fund was set up. It was either an IRA and he was the beneficiary or it was a regular account and he was payable on death. Mm -hmm. So that did not go into the estate. Right. That was my understanding as well. Okay. The attorney sent them a letter which states they are each to receive about 4,500 bucks, which would be 20% of the net estate. Excellent. As part of the estate, I did purchase treasury I bonds in the amount of 10,000 for each of the two boys. I wanted to get a good rate as I was going, as it was going to be substantially lower for the next purchase period. Finally, my question. Oh, very good. Uh, it is my intention to have each of them receive the amount that my mother wanted them to have. That's going back to the 20,000 is what I'm assuming. So they each, they're getting 4,500. He's hoping to give them an additional 15,500 and there's three of them. Did I have that correct? It's two boys and a and a, and a granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm aware, thanks to your excellent and most beneficial show, Sucking Up does work. It really it does. does. It's, it's a much appreciated. I can gift each of them 17000 without an IRS report and really would only need to file an information form to the IRS for the full amount due to my granddaughter. 
Is there any advantage in my funding the estate checking account with sufficient dollars and then writing checks to the beneficiaries from the estate? Is there any reason why I should not do it this way? I can always just cut them my own check, but the money is really coming from my mom's good intentions and the excess amount that would be given directly that that was given directly to me. Either way, they will be made whole. I'll be pleased to see that they receive what that was intended. Uh, as an aside, they will also get the majority of my mother's estate upon my passing, but I don't plan on having them get it anytime soon. <laughs> I'm with you. Happy, healthy hundred. That's right. Yeah, make them wait. Jeez. Okay. Um, so uh, the bottom line question as, as I'm distilling this down and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not, but correct me if I'm wrong. I won't be. I know, but if but I, I know better than to do that. The thing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no better. She, she lives her life for those opportunities. <laughs> I just want to let you know, you really were wrong on that. Um, uh, the real issue here is this gentleman received a block of money that he wishes to redistribute um, I'm guessing for two reasons. Number one, that's what mom wanted. Mm -hmm. And number two, he doesn't actually feel he needs the money. Mm -hmm. So let's push it off to the the sons and the granddaughter. I, I, pretty straightforward. Uh, if indeed 20,000 is the target and they each got 4,500 and I've done my math correctly. And of course I have 15,500 is what <clears throat> each of them would need to receive in order to be quote unquote whole each of the boys and then a full 20,000 to his. Oh no. See, this is the part I'm, I, I'm confused about yeah, the, I it's bought, radio. You have to be on the mic. I'm confused about the part. I bought 10,000 for each of the boys as part of the estate. Yeah. I, I don't think that, that that has any real bearing. Okay. So we're ignoring that and saying each of the three has gotten 4,500 or, or soon will. Right. But he, is saying that because he has given each of the boys this ten thousand dollars already, he they need less to be reaching twenty, and then the granddaughter needs the full. Let, let's amount. assume that I I can do it. I can live with either way. Okay. So either they're each supposed to get fifteen thousand five hundred, or the granddaughter's supposed to get fifteen thousand five hundred, and the boys are supposed to get five thousand five hundred. Either way, I can live with either way. Okay. Uh, so the question becomes. How best to get them that money? Yep. And um, uh, it 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 don't complicate things. <laughs> There's simply no reason to go. I think I'll put it in the estate and have the estate. Why? What what do you gain? I don't think you gain anything. As a matter of fact, I think you may actually end up losing um, the 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 gift allowance is from person to person. It's, I've not heard that you can make gift allowances to estates. I don't think you're covered by the gift allowance. So whatever amount that you wish each of them to receive, whether it's 15,500 for the granddaughter, 15,500 for the sons, or 5,500 for the sons, they're all under the $17,000 limit. So just write the checks out of your account Give them to these individuals. The granddaughter is younger, so she'll have to have that set up in some form of custodial account. Could be custodial, could be trust, could be... There's lots of ways to do it. And uh, make sure you're consulting with somebody you trust to set that up. Maybe Alyssa, 
because Alyssa knows about these things. <laughs> you know about how setting setting up accounts and mm -hmm. that kind of thing for 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 minors. Yep. Um, not just minors, carpenters, electricians, <laughs> people who work with their hands. Very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, so, um, and because under any set of circumstances, no matter what calculations we make, it's under seventeen thousand. You don't even have to file a, a a notice with your tax return. Right. So it's very, very simple, very, very straightforward. Uh, no tax to them, no no tax, no gift tax to you. Life is grand. Yeah. Life is grand. Um, just as a general rule as well, you're not supposed to co-mingle personal funds with a, in the estate account. So just, I think, to avoid, you said to make, don't complicate it. Also, just avoid any wrinkles, right? Just uh, Yeah, one wrinkle, uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, one wrinkle, potential wrinkle. He drops, pick a number, sixty grand in the account so he can cover these uh, distributions. Would that not then be subject to estate tax? I worried about. I worried about that too. Yeah. yeah. Why risk that? Um, Pennsylvania. I know you want four and a half percent of sixty thousand dollars, but that wasn't really in the estate. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right in the account. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't complicate things. Don't expose yourself to the possibility that this would be stinky. <laughs> don't make it stinky. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. I have another one up. Do you have another one up? What is it? What is it? This is going back to the conversation we've had over a couple of shows a couple of weeks ago about annuities. Mm. We, we've been warning people about being sold annuities that aren't appropriate for them. Correct. And also told um, about an experience a client of ours had with another company where an annuity that had a lifetime income benefit was changed. Mm costing surrender charges as well as loss of that lifetime income benefit. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to remind people that if you have an annuity or a mm. portfolio of annuities with one of these companies mm. and they make a recommendation to change your annuity and you aren't sure why or don't understand everything, we encourage you to come and see us and ask for a second opinion first. Do not get pressured into agreeing and signing papers and making the change. Um, don't accept non-answers to your questions. If you are in any way unclear on the benefits of changing or the potential benefits you would lose mm. for changing, stop, bring your paperwork to us mm. and say, does it make sense? For me to change from this annuity to this one um, because we would like to prevent other people from being put into a similar situation damaged they are damaged and if you are hearing this and saying oh I did it I I already made these changes and I'm not sure they were correct please see us as well um, um, our superhero in a fleece vest uh, Chad um, represented in his case, it was not an annuity company, but it was a similar kind of a scenario where it was a done deal. Uh, client lost money, significant amount of money, uh, because uh, the company, in, in our opinion, 
did not communicate clearly. Mm. And, and I say that um, carefully because they, upon Chad's uh, diligence and uh, uh, spotlighting on them, their, in his opinion, our opinion, huge mistake, mm. uh, their response was, we made a huge mistake. So I, I give them all the credit in the world for, hey, do companies make mistakes? Of course they do. They make them, uh, they're human people. Companies are humans, run by humans. Yep, humans make mistakes. all make mistakes. Well, not the, the quit. Well, that's exactly. Well, it was the 80s. It was <laughs> a long time ago. And it, I thought I made a mistake. Well, I didn't, but I thought I did. Anyway, um, correcting a mistake shows integrity. Um, mm. Getting a $40,000 commission and uh, cheating a woman out of her lifetime benefit is not, that's not an error. That's, that's, that's a crime. And if that has happened to you, we would be more than happy to help. We'd like to scrap. We're, <laughs> we're scrappers. We like to scrap. So if you are in any way, shape or form, Melissa said it very, very well. She said, get a second opinion first or get a first opinion second. I, all right, there's something in there, but get don't just take their word for it. If you're dealing with an annuity, particularly a company that quote unquote specializes in annuities, because yep. we've had uh, folks who have been oversold annuities, we've had folks that have been offered, you know, what you really need is this big time annuity, and then we look at the scenario and, and determine quickly they didn't need the annuity. Yep. So please be very, uh, very cautious. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Uh, my wife's about to sell her company. We'd like to know the best place to keep the money so it's liquid, yet keeping the taxes low. Love the show. Thank you for your time. Liquid, low taxes. Huh. Um, yeah, that's a little tricky. Um Keeping it liquid, you know, you have options like money market fund, mm. short-term CDs, depending on how... Yeah, really really quick, like yeah. a ladder of CDs, yeah. three, four, five, six months. Yep. Um, but so those things would earn interest that's taxable at your income tax rate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it might not be a huge amount of tax, so maybe that's not a real big problem. That might work just fine. Um, other ideas would be to use like mutual funds, exchange traded funds, they're liquid. Um, and if you, but if you don't need to turn those investments into cash in the near term and you just want to keep them liquid for just in case, mm. one of the benefits of that kind of uh, approach, if you're willing to take, you know, some risk, that's another, we didn't touch on that here. Mm. Um, if you don't need to turn it into cash for more than a year and you liquidate it, you are paying long-term capital gains tax rates instead of short-term ordinary income tax rates. So that's an advantage. So there's obviously a lot more to dig into with this about what their goals yeah. and needs are. But Yeah, the first thing that I would, uh, I would dig into is what their tax bracket is. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks have a knee-jerk reaction. I don't want to pay taxes. And, and you dig into their tax return, you find out they're in the 10% bracket. You're, you're paying virtually no taxes now. 
uh, the difference between tax-free bonds, for example, or tax, there are tax-free money markets, uh, is that the rates are lower. Mm. And are you benefiting by a lower rate because you're not paying tax? It will very much depend on your tax bracket. If uh, you are being paid 3% on a tax-free money market and 5% on a taxable, right. and you're in the 40% tax bracket, 40%, you're basically, it's a push. Right. It's a push. Yep. If you're in the 10% tax bracket, you're going to get 4.5% net of taxes on a taxable event. So be very yeah. clear. Work with somebody that has a, a sensitivity to tax issues first. There are lots of options for liquidity, lots of options for relative safety. But you got to start with the basics, which is do you really need the tax free yeah. at all? Okay. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phone. Yes, we would like to welcome Bill to the show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, folks. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Um, all righty. It's a beautiful Saturday it morning here in Pennsylvania. sure is. How can we help you today? Well, um, I've called in a couple times before. I was speaking with uh, a colleague of mine yesterday, um, and she ha she has a, a sort of a bizarre, well, I won't <laughs> call it bizarre, but a complicated uh, will and estate situation. And I had helped her out with some you know, I was a surveyor, so I knew some things about land law and real estate law and helped her out with some things previously. But the questions that she had um, about this situation just kind of left me um, uh, knowing, no, having no idea, <laughs> right? Because yep. I'm like, wow, you know, what what would you do in this situation? And it, had, it brought up a lot of questions about um, – Filing of wills, recording of wills, execution of wills, uh, what happens with the executor, executress role? And so here's the situation. We'll call her colleague. So colleague's mother um, was designated the executress of a will for her brother, who lived in the state of New Mexico. Um, brother passed away uh, in his home, uh, and this is a whole other story. He wasn't found for several months, so it's like the coroner's involved. And, and okay, Bill, I'm gonna I'm gonna slow you down for a second, and then I'm gonna ask okay. you to speed up. We don't need tons okay. and tons of detail, but we do need a real. Okay. We need a question. Okay, so the question is. Um, okay, one other piece of information. Uh, colleague's mother, who's designated the executress, is in failing um, mental health. She has some form of dementia. Okay, she has designated um, a POA to my friend colleague. Mm. Okay, so she is not capable of being the executress. Uh, colleague has a cousin in the state of Mexico. New Mexico, who could potentially be the executress is closer, and so on and so forth. So now we have two states here. We have the state of New Mexico. Uh, my my friend colleague lives in Pennsylvania near Philadelphia. Uh, so a couple questions. First first question is um, the will itself appears to have been 
witnessed, not directly signed by the decedent, but witnessed by someone else. And my question is, does a will need to be filed um, with the county courthouse to be valid, or does it make it any more valid than any other will? So let's yes. answer that question yes. first. Yes, it, it has to be filed. Okay, prior to the, the death. No, 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 no. After death. It has okay. to be notarized, though. Not, not right? necessarily. And states states differ. Uh, mm. Certainly witnesses are almost always required, but some states require notarization. Many do not. I don't think Pennsylvania does. I think you have to have not- I think you have to have independent witnesses. But let's assume that it is, but it's filed at the courthouse. Until it's filed at the courthouse, there's no recognized valid will. So, yes, that's the first question. What's your second question? Okay. How would, how would the, how would she go about transferring Mm -hmm. the, um, the role of executrix Mm -hmm. to her cousin? Yeah, it's, she's, she would be very wise to do that. Uh, Being the executrix across the country is just a royal pain. It is just beyond yuck. So having somebody who's local, absolutely, likely will need the assistance of an attorney. Likely the attorney will petition the court, and the uh-huh. court in under these circumstances will uh, see the current executrix as unable to fulfill their obligations and will name someone, hopefully the cousin, but someone mm-hmm. as the what's referred to in most cases as the administrator rather than the executor because they're being court appointed. But, yeah, if you have an attorney representation, particularly if the estate is not terribly substantial, uh, it is. Oh, un- it's a chunk of change. It's about a million. Well, again, relatively substantial. Uh, the cousin will likely be appointed because the courts are not uh, excited about going outside family if they don't have to. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of conflict here, or at least nothing that's been mentioned so far. So if everything's relatively smooth uh, and mom is not capable, POA, her daughter says to the judge or through an attorney to the judge, hey, mom really can't. I'm not in a position where I'm happy to do it. Here's someone who can. The courts will appoint. Um, hopefully appoint the cousin as the executrix, in this case, the administrator. And that would have to be the court in New Mexico. In New Mexico, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, the first thing I told her, I said, I I think you need to, you and your cousin need to get a state lawyer in New Mexico to kind of lead you through the... A hundred percent. Yeah, lead, lead you through the details on this. That yeah, I, if uh, in know, a state I, of that size, spending... It, uh, Pick a number five grand on an attorney is is nothing, and likely will prevent uh, a tremendous number of headaches going down down the road. So, uh, Bill, yeah, I appreciate exactly your call. I, I appreciate your concern for your colleague, and and of course, uh, if they have uh, some additional questions going forward, reach back to us. We appreciate it very much. We just have a couple minutes before the top of the hour, where Fox Network News will give you all the information that you need. Are you reading a book over there? This is an email from. Oh my goodness, Keith Stroll. 
Oh! Answering a question someone had about an estate, and he gave me this immense amount of detail wow. with some fascinating points That's, about the process. Oh, he's, yes. he's, a, <laughs> he's a the guy. best. He is the best. 610 720 7900. Alyssa, A O Y S S A, at askmtm.com. Gene, G E N E, at askmtm.com. It is absolutely a glorious Saturday morning out there. Lovely day, low humidity uh, here. Blessed to be the end, uh, what middle of August, I guess we'll call this, mm-hmm. and uh, on our way to uh, a great, great day. And the weekend's supposed to be equally beautiful. So uh, make sure uh, wherever you're going for the next hour or so that you keep with us. And if you can't for some reason, uh, remember uh, podcast you know, morethanmoneyonline.com. You've got access to the show Monday right around noon. And uh, you'll, you'll get all of that for sure. And while you're thinking about it on the break, go to morethanmoneyonline.com, hit the banner, and make your pledge for Folds of Honor. Back after this on More Than Money. Get the second full hour, actually 53 and a half minutes to have your questions asked and answered. Happy to do exactly that for you. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Gets you right through to John Ellie. Gets you through to Alyssa. And uh, I just watch. I just see the whole thing unfold. It's all great stuff. Uh, Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E. And askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. These are all really, really good ways for you to be fully involved in our show. Um, Folds of Honor, uh, 9-11, will be in our More Than Money World headquarters. For those of you who have been uh, loyal listeners for low these many years, you know exactly how that Radiothon works. We sponsor the show. Uh, We sponsor all those shows uh, starting the Wednesday prior, and then Monday is 9-11. We'll be in our More Than Money World headquarters uh, and um, encouraging you to help us raise funds for Folds of Honor. And we need matching money. We need to start with uh, that um, leg up. And you can help us with that right now by going to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the banner at the top of the page. It's been tweaked. As recently as moments ago. <laughs> so we've tweaked uh, the banner and uh, there's a pledge pay- page there so that you can indicate the amount that you are pledging. And what you pledge will be doubled because you will be the matching money. And we are so very blessed that you will 
share with us that opportunity. So uh, 610-720-7900 here, uh, morethemoneyonline.com for Folds of Honor. I want to thank uh, Mike Mahalik, Jack Kinney, everybody responsible for yesterday's Blue Mountain League Hall of Fame golf tournament over at Green Pond. Very, very beautifully done and uh, lots of fun. Everybody was uh, a lot of, lot of uh, good players there, obviously, and, um, and, and well presented. Uh, last week's uh, Nazareth uh, basketball, girls basketball hosted a tournament at Whitetail Sunday morning. I was, it was, uh, it was a pure pleasure for lots of reasons. It was so beautifully organized and well done, but I had a chance to play uh, with uh, Diane, my wife, if that is her real name, and uh, my daughter, Alyssa, who will shortly be moving to Atlanta, our good friend, Chad. So we had uh, kind of a family outing um, along with lots of other folks who were supporting Nazareth uh, girls basketball. So thank you so very much. We, uh, wish uh, Dr. Alyssa uh, Godspeed as she heads to Atlanta starting this afternoon. We wish uh, Andrew Young Godspeed as he heads to Westchester University on Wednesday. Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And uh, we'll uh, embark on his um, march to financial stardom. Wow. I know. <laughs> sounds very, I, I, I have no doubt. Our prayers to the folks in Hawaii, of course, and to California as they're facing the the destruction and devastation brought by Hillary. Um, but we can all relate to that because <laughs> there were years of it. And so we understand completely. And congratulations to the Hotel Bethlehem on the three-peat. Uh, Alyssa's still trying to figure out how, it, like, sure, it's a historic hotel. Like, are they making any more history? We just built a brand new historic hotel. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I'm like, old news. <clears throat> like, once you've, you know, won, you've won. No, I, it, I'm, I'm happy for them. Congrats. I As just, well you should yeah, be. 610-720-7900. My wife and I have been retired for a few years. We have a well-diversified portfolio and no debt. Congrats. That's a gr- great way to start. Yes. That's, you you want to start on a positive. That's it. We are on fixed income with pension and social security. We have a monthly budget. We track our expenses. At the end of the year, we can pretty easily project our annual expenses for the following year. Nice. Sounds good. A lot good. of people. How much do you spend? Jeez, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. So not these folks. Uh, my question is relates to how much cash... Should people in our situation have on hand for an emergency fund? I've read various suggestions of anywhere between six months and two years so you can avoid selling assets during a market downturn. My wife and I, are, my, my wife and I very much enjoy your show, not just for the information, but also for the entertaining rapport between you and... <laughs> Megan. So she listens. Watches they watch PBS. PBS. So that's Excellent. very, very kind. And I'll let Megan know that you said that. Very nice. So what <laughs> what, what kind of a guideline are we going to give these folks yeah. for emergency funds? Yeah. Um, the way I usually frame that is that I say that six months worth of expenses is a good benchmark. And then I usually um, qualify that statement with some people feel more comfortable with a little more than that. And if that helps you sleep at night, then so be it. 
the risk you take is if you have too much cash sitting in the bank, not earning much or any interest, you're missing opportunities for that. Um, but I use six months as my general guideline for people. And, and then I always say also, if you know there is an expense coming up that you would like to be able to pay cash for, add that. So like if you know you need to replace a car in the next year, you might want to also keep that amount available and not tie it up in something. Um, that's what I tell people. What do you say? Well, I think you're on the right path for sure. Um, I really like the part about adding, anticipating. Hey, in the next year, oh gosh, my car's 14 years old. It's only got 80,000 miles, but it's 14 years old. We're probably going to need a new car. We're probably going to need the down payment on a new car. Excellent. You should have that in your emergency fund. That should not be invested. That's not an investment. Hey, the roof on the house looks a little iffy. Hey, you know what? We're planning on that trip. We've always wanted to go to fill in the blanks, probably Italy. We're probably going to move there anyway. So we're just saying, sorry, it just was too easy. Um, uh, my, my good friend, Jack, who I saw yesterday, he and his wife are deeply committed to traveling and, and they are both retired now. So they, they set up all their trips all, and, and then here's the next trip and here's the next trip. It's fabulous. So for them, pick a number out of thin air, 7,000 bucks is going to be, because in October we're doing this. That is a great idea. It's a great idea for a couple of reasons. Number one, then you know the money's there. Mm-hmm. But number two, your, your heart's at, at peace. You're not going, oh, you know that big bill's coming up. Oh, it's already taken care of. That's a beautiful way to do it. Uh, my only wrinkle about six months, I think in terms of emergency fund, especially for young folks, especially for young folks with children, Having an emergency fund of at least six months of expenses, very important. 12 months is optional based on kind of your personal attitude. Yeah. Because some people just, look, I know it's more than I need, but it just makes me feel so much better. Yes. Excellent. That's important. If that's what you need, by all means. Oh, I agree 100%. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of folks in retirement that feel the same way. Look, I I got 80 grand in the bank, and I know that's ridiculous, but it just makes me feel good. Uh, Then leave it there. Goodness gracious. (laughs) The only thing I don't know here that would would cause me to modify maybe— is it, they're on a fixed income, pension, social security. It it makes it sound like that covers their expenses. Mm-hmm. It, that's what I. That's how I'm I'm interpreting that. It doesn't say it explicitly, but I think that's what they meant. And if that is indeed what they meant, then they may not need very much in emergency funds, because if all of your expenses are paid by the direct deposit of your social security and pension, then the emergencies. Are, should be few and far between. Yeah. So six months of expenses might not be the right right mm. rule of thumb, but certainly my anticipated expenditure, the, ex, the things I'm not budgeted for. Like the water heater breaks. Yeah, very good. Or tires on the car, yeah. which a tire is only like $40 now. <laughs> I wish. Uh, they, they won't rotate your tires for $40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, peace of mind, I think, is your number one uh, rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. And bottom line, uh, be flexible. And, and goodness, uh, three years ago, if you had kept money in the bank at like 
0.0. Now, if you're doing it well, you can keep money in the bank 100% liquid and get 3 or 4%. Yeah. Stuff. Um, I think one of the distinctions, the reason you distinguish between a young person with a family mm. having six months worth of expenses and these people uh, is because we say that for people who like, what if you lose your job or what if you can't work because something happens to you? That's when it's the that monthly measure becomes mm. important because it's like, well, if we need to dip into that to pay our regular bills because something happens to our income right. in this case for these people. The income is pretty sure thing. It's not variable for any of those kinds of reasons. So I just thought in that's case, why I make the extinction right. Extinct. Yeah. Like dinosaurs. Did you want to look at this one? Sure. Okay. Okay. This is an interesting um, question. It starts. Hello, Jean and Alyssa. You don't know what you don't know is appropriate mm-hmm. here. So hoping that you can educate my husband and I on what we don't know in regards to buying investment property out of state. Our daughter's entering her sophomore year of college in South Florida, and she's going to need off-campus housing next year. We're expecting her to stay there for two to six more years so she can continue with post-grad medical studies. Rents in that area for shared apartments range between $1,250 and $1,500 a month. That's a lot of money going into someone else's pocket. My what-if thought is, what if we purchased a two- or three-bedroom condo for $350,000 and then take in additional rent income from a roommate or two. The goal is to not throw away tens of thousands of dollars in housing for a few years um, and maybe break even at a minimum, but maybe even have a little profit when they're ready to sell this condo. Sounds like a great idea, but I know such things can be quite complicated. So I'm writing to learn from both of you, what is it I don't know? We are concerned with current high mortgage lending rates, tax implications, how best to manage additional ongoing expenses, anything else that we're not aware of. Um, So a couple of notes. Husband and wife are 60 and 62. They're working, expect to work full time at least five more years, own their own home. Their investments um, sound mostly like qualified money. Um, so eight hundred seventy thousand dollars okay. is what we're looking at uh, being available, and they talk about their combined social security will be you know ample income. Um, so they're saying use money from their portfolio for the down payment, and then repay the portfolio when they sell the condo. Okay, excellent. A lot of detail. Ah, Good for them. One other question. Yeah. Can the 529 plan be used for mortgage payments on this condo since 529 funds can be used for student housing? Yeah, uh, in that, uh, let's start there. The answer is no, but yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, In this case, mom and dad are owning the property, so they are paying the mortgage, not the daughter. So the daughter is paying rent to mom and dad and 529s can be used for rent. So no, you can't use the 529 to directly pay your mortgage. Yes, you can use it to pay rent, which will indirectly pay your mortgage. Okay, a couple things. Um, One thing that jumped out at me, um, they have a lot of money invested so far, but it sounds like it's all in Qualified, yeah, pre-tax money. Yes. So getting a chunk of money out is going to be painful. 
from a tax standpoint, even if they're only looking at a, a down, let's say they're, they're pulling a hundred out for a down payment. Yeah. Uh, that hundred's probably going to cost them 140 grand. That's, yep. that's gotta be overcome. The value of the properties have to rise significantly to overcome the drag of that, um, tax loss. Yes. Now there are some who would say some, Hey, Gene, uh, I've heard and read or heard a commercial that said that there are uh, IRA custodians that will allow you to invest in real estate. The answer is that's absolutely true. So they could move a block of their money to an independently controlled IRA and use it to invest in real estate, except they couldn't let her, their daughter rent because the, one of the rules of investing IRA money in a non-traditional, an alternative investment is that it has to be arm's length. You can't buy a property and then have a family member live in it. You can't buy your own home and live in it. You can't buy a business and have a family member be the owner of the business. You can't, there, there are restrictions. So I've got some significant concerns there. What, what, one of the things they may not know is that managing property from a thousand miles away is just a royal pain. If their daughter is also a part-time uh, construction worker, <laughs> just, she's going to school for uh, like medical. So, but maybe. so maybe, maybe. I mean, if it's orthopedics, she might be a bone cruncher. She might be good with a hammer. Yeah, bang <laughs> that out. Use a saw. Crunch it. Um, unless you've got somebody on site that can do all that kind of stuff. Um, managing that from a thousand miles away is either a nightmare or expensive because you will pay somebody. Um, yes, rent it, uh, get a two bedroom, uh, shared apartment. Uh, you get three other roommates all paying a thousand bucks a piece. It sounds glorious. Where are you going to find the roommates? What are you going to do after they cause damage? Are you going to sue them? They're friends of your daughter's. Uh, yeah, the, the, the kind of yuck that can occur, um, unan unanticipated yuck, is, is pretty substantial. Let's assume, ugh, it's a dreadful assumption, but let's assume that you could uh, break even on cash flow, mm -hmm. that your mortgage payments, uh, your, your real estate taxes, your insurance, your maintenance, your management, the list goes on and on of expenses is covered by the, the uh, rent mm -hmm. paid by the daughter and however many roommates they can stick inside this condo. By the way, you got to check the condo uh, HOA to see if you're allowed to do this. Okay. Yeah. Cause in many cases, HOAs do not permit non-residents, um, non-owners to be uh, residents, but let's assume it does. Let's assume everything goes smoothly and, and you can figure out how to break even. First of all, God bless you. I don't think it's going to happen, but let's assume it does. Um, yeah, six years is a pretty reasonable length of time because 350 in six years, if, if the average increase is 5%, it's going to go up about 100 grand. Mm. And so net after all your expenses, you're going to end up with... Um, 70,000 or so. And if you put a reasonable down payment and closing costs, you put a hundred down, you're going to make 70% over six years. 
it's it's a good rate of return. Is it a glorious rate of return? Nope. It's an okay rate of return. So uh, lots to think about, lots to explore. Um, many people have looked at this uh, before you. Uh, we've had over the years a number of clients who have said the exact same thing. Uh, and uh, it's, it's ended up being about a 50-50, mm. about half of them. The ones that have done the best have not done it for six years. They've done it for 16 years because when their child moved out, they moved uh, strangers in and kept the property and mm. the property really appreciated. It, it didn't go from 350 to 450. It went from 350 to a million, mm. that, that kind of thing. Um, and for the most part, the ones that did really well, the properties were manageable because they were closer to home. The ones that come to mind uh, particularly were in the Penn State area. Uh, that seemed to work out pretty well. Uh, we had one in Bloomsburg. That worked out actually better. Um, but in general, the further away you are, the more opportunity there is for just pain. Um, and the shorter the time period, the higher the risk. Okay. I hope I helped. Yeah, very good. Okay. Thank you. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We go to the phones. Yes, we're going to talk to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Alyssa and Gene. Uh, I've got uh, a situation where my wife and I have been looking at a shore house for quite a few years. This one popped up and, uh, you know, we were kind of prepared. I had ideas of where I was going to get money. Uh, and so um, one of the ones was uh, just pull money out of my security. So I called up uh, a house came uh, on the market that we were interested in. And uh, I called up my financial person. And I needed like $200,000. And I said to him about pulling it out. And he said, you know, your capital gains is going to be significant. So uh, it, it, in like, like $150,000. And, and I said, oh, my gosh, that's, I'm going to be paying an incredible amount of taxes. What can I do differently to get this money? He suggested borrowing on, and maybe I, my phraseology is wrong, but borrowing on the margin mm -hmm. where I would take a loan against the securities and then at they would sell the securities off to pay off that loan um, when there's not a tremendous capital gain. Is that correct? And is this a good move? Uh, it is potentially a good move. It's potentially a good move. Would the amount that you would be getting from this loan be enough to pay cash for the uh, for the property? No, we we're going to put half of it uh, on a, a HELOC. We're okay, going to very put a good. HELOC on our home. Oh, okay, very good. Uh, and and the reason I ask is because the bank is going to look at your uh, ability to repay all of those loans. So if if the your ability if 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 your credit score, your cash flow, et cetera, et cetera, supports both the HELOC and the margin loan, then you're you're probably in pretty good shape. And it and it does make a bit more sense to be paying capital gains over a longer period of time. You're gonna end up paying the capital gains one way or another, but you're gonna pay it off over a much longer period of time rather than a big block in one year. And potentially uh, you're gonna be hanging on to uh, investments that hopefully are going to be going up at a pretty substantial rate. Did they quote you a uh, an interest rate on the margin loan? Yes, eight percent. Yeah, eight percent is pretty stiff. Um, it, it, you're you're 
in order to kind of break even, obviously, you'd have to make eight or nine or 10% return on your investments in order to net enough to, to cover the margin uh, and, and, and kind of break even year by year. Even if you're falling a little bit short, that's probably okay because you're, you're achieving a goal that's obviously important to, to you and your wife. Um, but the, the really, in my mind, the advantage, the big advantage of doing the margin loan now, assuming that the bank on the HELOC will give you exactly what you want, is that a margin loan is reversible. If you sell all your stocks today, the tax is gone. You've got no put it in reverse. If you take the margin loan today and six months from now, you're going, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. You can always sell the stocks, eliminate the margin loan, and use the cash to pay down uh, the, uh, the, the, the note, uh, the, uh, the lien against your, your assets. So, um, yes, taking the margin loan, assuming the bank gives you your HELOC that you approve for both, uh, I, th- I think preserves your options and gives you a, a little more breathing room going forward. Okay, that, yeah, that, the HELOC is already in place, Gene. The only thing, uh, when I was speaking with a financial person, uh, I said to him, uh, couldn't, wouldn't it be more prudent to just cherry pick, like, I don't know, let's just say uh, Ford decides to, to go down in, in, in price, so there would be relatively little gain there, sell that one then and use that and put that money on the, uh, the margin. Oh, sure. That, now, now, and you're, and you're going to pick them out. Yeah, you're going to have that opportunity right on through. As long as you have the margin loan, you're going to have that opportunity to strategize, use good tactics, pull off the ones that you're not happy with, pay down that loan. So you're, you're going to have a lot of flexibility. It's going to require some significant attention to detail, but it sounds like you're working with somebody that you can, uh, you can achieve that with. I apologize. Yeah. You, oh, no, you're very, very welcome. And, and good luck with that. And circle back. Let us know how you make out. Thank you. I will. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, quick break, which means one more segment of More Than Money. That gives you 23 and a half minutes to get your questions asked and answered. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Back after this on More Than Money. She's already depressed. Don't be. <laughs> John's playing travel music, and poor Alyssa is thinking about her son going off to college. Poor Gene's thinking about his daughter going down. It's uh, Diane said, "How far is Atlanta? How many miles?" And I did. It's rough. Cal- like it's eight fifty, and then she looked it up, and from our house to Atlanta, eight hundred and twenty-seven. Uh-huh. So I was way off. I wish I was better at estimating. 
610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Please go to our website, morethemoneyonline.com. Hit the uh, banner for Folds of Honor. Join us. Make your pledge, and uh, we would be very, very grateful indeed. Uh, for some who have been calling, especially the last four or five weeks, about concern around this new quote-unquote currency theoretically arriving August 22nd. The only, by the way, people that are really talking about this in any kind of earnest is uh, uh, folks who are trying to sell gold and silver. Uh, So as a result, uh, Russia and Chinese-backed currency is supposed to be the next great thing, an American (laughs) dollar will go into uh, the toity um, this came out yesterday. Chinese officials said they will stop reporting the country's youth unemployment rate after months of spiral, spiraling increases. Spiraling increases. Yeah, I think of spiraling as going Downward. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is up. <laughs> uh, depriving investors, economists, and businesses of another key data point. The last number that we saw was that youth unemployment in China was at 21%. I'm sorry, define youth? Uh, I think they do it as, as under 25. Okay. So 20, 21% of, of people of under 25 un, are unemployed. Okay. Stinks. That's really bad. Uh, surprise moves extends China's efforts to restrict access to a variety of data on the economy and their mm-hmm. corporate landscape. Hmm. Uh, At the same time, China's central bank unexpectedly cut a range of key interest rates in an emergency move to reignite growth after data showed the economy slid deeper into distress. Um, All right, it goes on and on. Uh, In addition, it was reported this week that the ruble, the Russian ruble, actually dropped below one penny. And the central bank of Russia had to uh, buttress their currency. So let me think again about how impressive it would be to have a currency going up against the U.S. dollar, no matter how defective Washington is. And the, the scale of defectiveness has got to be gargantuan. So if you put that aside, even for just a moment, um, how impressive would a currency need to be backed by a Russian ruble that's got nothing and the Chinese currency? Uh, economy that literally is tanking as we watch yeah. and has decided, it, you know what, we're just going to, we're not going to tell you. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. By the way, we make most of your pharmaceuticals. We're not going to tell you. We're not, we, we don't know what's in there. Oh, um, Monkeypox. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. No. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so bottom line is, um, hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah. Hey, this is Jesse, and when I when I, when a restaurant goes out of business, yeah, that stinks. They had good things, but when when banks go down, oh, and three overnight, I get I get freaked out. So shut up. Well, buy gold. Buy gold. Yeah, just you you get every um, scare tactic that they can find. The most honorable vendors of yeah, you're not honorable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, on a totally different topic. Okay. Saw this article this week, warmed my heart, and, and I'm going to do my best to just give you the highlights because it's like five pages. But the, the, the headline gives you like a ton of what you need to know. Okay. 22-year-old 
is on track to make $77,000 this year from his side hustle that he turned into a business. Sweet. Sweet indeed. <laughs> That's great. No college degree, 77000 bucks a year of income. Now, fortunately, well, I don't know if fortunate. Uh, it was, it's a, a very technological thing that, that, that he has developed. It requires almost a near genius uh, approach. Uh, to, uh, okay, he cleans cars. Awesome. He has a van and he has uh, a mobile car detailing business in Florida. Um, he bought the van he bought used for like 1500 bucks. He's got a, a, a water tank, shop vac. This, he works six days a week. So this is not, this is not for weenies. No. You're going to make 77,000 bucks, but he works six days a week. Bless him. He's 22 years old. Um, started the business when he was 18 as a side hustle. Um, he was a, had a job as an entry-level accountant at an aerospace uh, repair company that he was making 20 bucks an hour. Okay. So he quit that. In his first year, he made 51000 So at, at like 20 years old. Started finding more clients and then put a sign on the side of his van. So every time he would park the van to do somebody's car, somebody would pull up and go, hey, you do cars? I'm two, block, I'm two doors down. Can you come? So he, his, he needs a good wrap on that van, a well-branded wrap, and then he'll be hiring. He'll have a whole fleet before you know it. He needs a wrap like, come to me because I can do your hustle. No, I'll do I mean, that wouldn't hurt, but I, no. I'm, I'm what gonna, did you mean? When you um, put a design on the van that's really eye-catching and professional-looking, uh, he used spray paint. This is awesome. He, I he love this. Great. No, I love uh, no, this. No, he's he's fantastic. And and a rap. I I knew what a rap was. I know you did. Uh, but but this I mean <laughs> this is a kid that has has not only done it, uh, but but he's done it on the cheap. He's bootstrapped himself. Yeah. His parents. Are you are you ready? Yeah. Undocumented immigrants from Guatemala. Oh. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, they came to the United States in 1990s. Uh, his father worked handyman whatever mm -hmm. jobs he could find his mom was a homemaker took care of him and his, his his brothers and sister money was really tight high school after a lot of begging he got a car and and started cleaning it up and doing deliveries and that kind of stuff but but people went wow you really cleaned your car up nice i can do yours and that's how he got started uh he did go to college for two semesters okay and he said not for me i'm a hands-on kind of guy so he uh started working uh, outside and decided to spend total for his equipment twenty five hundred. Yeah, that's a very low entry. How about it's, it? It's brilliant. Uh, a it, shop vac and some cleaning supplies and working his butt off. Yeah, that, it's just it's sweat. It's equity. sweat. Yeah. Sweat equity. Literally, yep. sweat equity. <laughs> literally, uh, and he said at first I didn't know how to price it, so I started really really low, uh, one hundred and twenty bucks. Now three fifty. Oh. 350. Fantastic. Bought another van, did some upgrades, uh, started. Now, here's another thing. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I Basically, I took a leap of faith and went into business. Uh, if, if I figured if I wasn't going to be able to do it, then I was never going to do it. So I did it. Fantastic. In January of this year, he started a YouTube channel. Channel. Okay. He shares weekly 
behind-the-scenes videos of his car detailing process. Like before and after? All that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, nasty cars. Okay. By sure. the end of this year, on his YouTube video revenues alone, $18,000. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Um, he lost his dad in September of 2020. He needed to really dig in. That was one of his motivations. And uh, they go through all his expenses. He's very, very frugal. But he puts back into his business between $1,500 and $2,000 a month. Building his business, back into his business. He is amazing. I love it. That's great. Absolutely amazing. That's great news. Um, going forward, he said he'd like to invest in more vans so he can take on more clients and expand throughout Florida. He eventually sees himself managing the business and hiring employees to clean the cars. He said, I wake up and I go to sleep thinking about my business. <gasps> That's just gorgeous. Uh, making more money is a goal, too, at least enough so his mom doesn't have to work anymore. Aww. Are you kidding me? Jeez. He said, it's also all about doing my own thing and seeing what I can achieve and what my abilities really are. Wow. Not I, only do uh, I appreciate his... Preach. <laughs> his work ethic and the fact that he took that leap of faith. But I also greatly appreciate a clean car. Oh, how about so, it? Um, and it's mobile. Are you kidding me? If he was in Pennsylvania, uh, he'd be at our uh, at our he, office twice a week. He might hire me when he sees how good a job I do keeping my car clean. Because <laughs> I don't need his services because I do it myself. But I see a lot of cars that are in dire need of some mobile detailing. <laughs> and, and if they knew somebody like this young man that not only would they get a really cool, clean car that they'd be very proud of, but they'd be helping a young man achieve the American dream. Yeah. Oh, I'd do that in a blink. And it's convenient because you don't have to go oh, anywhere. Oh they just show up. I, I, I'm assuming he can do it when your car's parked at work or Why in your not? driveway it's or mobile. whatever. It's yeah. mobile. He's it's so cool. Mobile. It's almost like it moves around and almost. stuff. Almost. It's just. Oh, that's really awesome. Isn't Good that awesome? Yeah. I read that and went. When was the last time you read an article like that? It, especially in the popular, in the in the mass media. Mm, I can't remember. Like no one. Like yeah. never. No. It's what you read about are the unemployed morons that are out um, uh, smashing grab. Yeah. Where they, they just go into, 20 of them go into a store and take whatever they want mm. because how are they going to stop them? Ugh. And here's a young man who started with basically no advantages whatsoever. And at 22, 77000 bucks, including understanding how to do the YouTube video thing yeah. and build that. Um, There's really something to that. I was listening to that podcast. Um, I think it's called How They Built This. It's with, uh, what's his name? Gary, I, I don't remember his name. Okay. It's a it's about how entrepreneurs started businesses, and oh. I really like the ones about um, fitness related businesses because mm. they're interesting to me. So, um, like the I listened to the one about Orange Theory Fitness, that chain of um, exercise like centers, and then I listened to one about this woman who started online Pilates videos, and she. Um, was showing in her videos like she designed her own bag to carry her yoga mat and stuff. And that's what got people interested. Wow. And because she was really into fashion design. But this Pilates video thing was like a side thing she was doing. Mm. And it ended up building this entire empire. And it all started, it's all free YouTube content. 
but the subscribers and then the advertising revenue just mm. built on it and then gave her the capital she needed to like do these other things and it's a it's really remarkable because we just think of youtube as oh you can search whatever and watch it and it's fun but the way people use it as a business strategically is um it's and the only drawback is it's very expensive to get started <laughs> except it's not yeah not only is it not mm. it's like crazy um cell phones have cameras now that can take better quality videos than video cameras could five years ago. Mm -hmm. So if you have a cell phone, you likely have in your hand the ability and editing software that again, five years ago was 60 grand is now likely a free app on your phone yeah. or it's 150 bucks. Yeah. So this young man figured out, all right, let's be honest. Hey mom. Hey dad. Uh, I'm going to go into uh, business. I'm going to uh, clean cars. Um, can't you get a real job? Okay. And then I'm going to do YouTube videos. Oh, please don't don't be doing that internet stuff, honey. <laughs> get a real job. Get a real job where people tell you to you know show up at eight fifteen, not eight sixteen, and then yell at you. Uh, so don't no um, eighteen thousand dollars a year. There's a young lady, and the reason I'm I was drawn to her was because she's in Minnesota, and Chad, our good friend Chad Ruprecht, and and his wife Angie are from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, Diane's, if that is her real name, and her brother, her her brother lived in Duluth with his family for many many years. So we're we have very fond feelings about Minnesota. This young woman, um, uh, her YouTube channel is called Into the Woods, uh, and she is a do-it-yourselfer. Um, she's adorable, so that helps, but she started it because she and her husband started their family and she wanted to be at home with her kids and they couldn't afford a, like the nice house that they really wanted. So they bought a fixer upper and she started videotaping all of her DIY projects. And one of the first ones I saw about every three minutes you go, okay, so in this part, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> So I had to stop the tape, go to Home Depot, find out from Jimmy what the hell I was supposed to, and she would come back. And so she would show oh, her mistakes. Wow. She was so open and so, and, and the end result for almost all our projects was, wow, that looks really good. The last um, time I've checked, uh, she's now making over $200,000 a year off the YouTube channels. Wow. Off her YouTube channel because she gets sponsorships now. She gets uh, paid by YouTube. She gets free materials because, hey, today I'm using whatever tool and it's a really great tool. And you, in, in the description, you can click on it and get a discount. 200,000. She now has four children. They're all homeschooled. They're all at home. She's at home. She's. She's killing it. That's impressive. That is impressive. You, you can make money on YouTube and you can save money using YouTube. Save money? Yes. Save money, you say? Save money. I use YouTube for workouts and oh. it's all free. And rather than paying $15, 20 $25 to go to a yoga class. $40. $40 per class. I do yoga at home every week for free. And then I have strength building classes. There's a ton of, they're not, it's just a never ending content. So you get variety, you get flexibility and it's free. And problem solving. If you're faced with 
some particularly at home issue and you're going, I cannot get this flipping washer to reset. I'm going nuts. If you search YouTube for your brand of washer, I guarantee you there's going to be 15 different videos. All right. I got this washer and it was really stinking me up and here's how I fixed it. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, a, a rather, we live in the country and we have um, a lot of trees. I have a lot of equipment. Uh, one of my major pieces of equipment is, is a rather substantial tractor. And we ha I had nothing, nothing but heartache on the PTO, power takeoff. It's the back of the tractor oh, where you can run all kinds of you stuff. You don't know how to... Oh, just my, <laughs> my life was nearing an end. I just wanted to just lay down and just hit auto start and have the tractor drive over me because I just wanted to just have it in. And went, wait a second. Wait a second. YouTube. Uh, seven minute video <laughs> and a two minute fix. Nine minutes from start to end. Yeah. Fixed a problem that I had struggled with for uh, a long period of yeah. time. Yeah. An embarrassingly long yeah. period of time. Um, and lots of other YouTube videos for other things that I do yeah. around the property, chainsaws and that kind of thing. So, Aren't you so grateful for the people who take the time to provide that content? Like, uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, and <laughs> apparently they're grateful for the checks they get from YouTube. Yeah. It's it unbelievable. Awesome. So if you are, and we've talked about this uh, often in the past as um, th there are so many young families out there that would love to have either mom or dad be able to stay home. And the idea of being able to work from home until just a few years ago was basically unheard of. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, a lot of companies now do remote or virtual work many more than ever before, mm -hmm. but there's still some challenges. It may require some creativity. Uh, one of the suggestions, one of the tactics that we discussed in the past was you can buy a home, live in the home, renovate the home and sell the home for up to 250. If you're married uh, up to $500,000 of profit, as long as you live there for two years and pay no income taxes at all. So if you're a young family and you bought a fixer upper and, and we'll pick on mom for a second, like this young lady in Minnesota, mom stays home and fixes up the house and the house goes from 150 to 250 and she, and you sell and move to the next house. She made $50,000 a year, income tax-free, social security tax-free, workman's comp fees free, n free. And she was home with her family. Yeah. YouTube videos, auto detailing. Jeez, the list goes on and on. <laughs> it's just fabulous. Just a little creativity. A little creativity. <laughs> and elbow grease. Oh yeah, you willing know what? to put in How about physical it? work, but you know that's good for you too. That's he's these people. Look are, at the grin on his yeah, face. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it, it, uh, there's something to be said too about doing something with your hands, moving around, not being sedentary. That's just a, one other benefit of a job like that. Like he's out and he's moving his body. He's yeah. he's burning calories. He, you know, it's it's good for you in so many ways. Oh, uh, it, you're it's good for your soul. Yeah, it's good for you. Plus. Think of all the people skills he's picking up. Yeah. He's got to deal with clients. He says he does three or four a day. So three or four times a day, he's dealing with clients in terms of, I'd like to sell my product, service. I'd like to do my service. I'd like to get paid. 
and has to handle all that and has to understand his bookkeeping and has to keep good records. The skills that he's picking up are amazing. And he had no advantages. Yeah. He had he had no leg up in this world. So America, still the American dream. Yeah. Still the American dream. Hmm. It's just uh um, my nephew is a wonderful young man, uh, junior in high school this year, and uh, was up at, at, at our place for a week with his family. We, oh, it's glorious. Uh, hey, what do you want to do after after college, after high school? And, and of course, most kids, you go, oh, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. Because I uh, think I want to be a carpenter. Well, I'm a little prejudiced because my dad was a carpenter, and I have just tremendous warm feelings about all that mm. and respect mm -hmm. and respect because the skills are wicked, mm -hmm. just wicked cool. <laughs> and I, I don't, I haven't talked to his mom and dad yet about exactly how they feel. Cause there's a lot of parents that are going, you got to go to college and no, you don't No, And, no. uh, goodness, by the way, if this young man, uh, 22 years old now making $77,000 a year, if he, uh, and at any point in his uh, in his life says, oh, geez, I, I kind of wish I had studied, pick a number, um, accounting. I wish I had studied psychology. I wish I, everything he wants to study is available, as you just described, for free, whether it's YouTube or online videos, the, the educational opportunities that, that the Internet has brought to us. He can be anywhere in the world and be studying any subject he wants. In his own time frame, yeah. not sitting in a dorm room taking classes that some eighty-year-old geriatric academic says you got to take. You know, you got to take sociology because that's important. Oh, come on! I got stuff to do. I want to <laughs> learn stuff. There are very few folks like me who work out every morning to quantum physics lectures. Yeah, you're special. Uh, well, <laughs> she's being very kind. <laughs> I wish you could have seen the look on her face because there was no <laughs> kindness to that. It was just pity. It was just, oh, you're special. <clears throat> Nothing gets me going like a good <laughs> quantum physics podcast. Oh, if you only understood <laughs> angular momentum. It's just, I wish. Was, uh, oh, I wish I uh, did. That's just a good uh, Planck's constant. I'll cue that up for my run this <laughs> afternoon. Uh, no, you might <clears throat> fall asleep running. <laughs> Oh, we just have a couple minutes. I want this young man, bless him. I think great thoughts about him and and every other young person out there. It's one example. I'll bet there are millions. There, America is amazing. I think ninety eight percent of Americans are amazing. I think two percent live in Washington, and they can all go to hell. So, bottom line, congratulations to him and so many other young people. You're doing great. Stay with it. If we can help, let us know. And open a Roth IRA. That's a good idea. <laughs> If you wish a uh, second opinion, you can reach out to us. Send me an email, gene at askmtm.com. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, or just give us a call, 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. We would welcome you in our More Than Money World Headquarters and hope to see you there soon. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week on More Than Money.